position Let's see if my intuition has an omission I'm on a mission for the ambition The competition definition of my position All bitches, 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 bitches Consider my suspicion Let's see if my intuition has any volition I'm on a mission for the omission Competition and the definition of my position Welcome to this episode of Expressive Programming, an exploration into programming as an art. Here I'll focus on programming, design, and development as an art form, and especially as a form of self-expression. We'll look at open source projects, the projects that I'm working on, the code that others have written, and focus on how that reflects what we feel, what we intend, and how we impact the world. Special thanks for all episodes go to Hacker Public Radio for helping me get this podcast off the ground, especially Enigma. And also a special thanks to Hot Bitch Arsenal. The band's website can be found at hotbitcharsenal.com for all their wonderful, inspiring, and moving Creative Commons music that they've allowed me to use. They're the cure for the uncommon melancholy. And now on to today's episode of Expressive Programming. Enjoy. I'm on a mission for the mission of competition Definition of my position Bitches, bitches, bitches Welcome to Expressive Programming Episode 5 For December 17th, 2008 Drawing And crossing the line Goals, plans, ideals We all have them It's what life's all about hopes of what to accomplish, plans of how to get there, and then of course the unforeseen things that get in the way. This goes with life, and this goes with programming. Do research, try to determine the best language, determine the need, determine the interface, the libraries, etc., etc. We can plan and plan and plan. We can get lost in planning. In fact, there are organizations that arguably do nothing but plan, such as the W3C. I don't think anyone there's probably implemented the CSS, but they plan it. And that gives browser manufacturers standards to start with, except for Microsoft. And then developers get to actually use the CSS to create interfaces that are accessible and much more elegant and intuitive than they were before. And don't blame me if you don't get CSS. It's not that hard. It's just a different way of thinking. And so is the difference between planning something and doing it. You can plan work towards perfection, try to pick a library, read about best practices. You can get a four-year degree, you can get an eight-year degree. You can end up becoming a research fellow in computer science if you want to. You can get lost in planning. And then you never do. There's an article that I recommend everyone read. It's called The Second Half 
of Artistship. It's written by Paul Graham. It's on his website, P-A-U-L-G-R-A-P-H-A-M.com. He also writes one of my favorite essays called Hackers and Painters. His is in response to Guy Kawasaki's by now completely famous artist ship. And I think he makes some much more poignant points than Guy Kawasaki does. But they're not the points I'm making here. The points I'm making here are avoiding getting lost in the planning. When you start planning a new project, and I'm not talking about a small script, I'm talking about a large-scale project, a game, an office suite, a grouper project, a blogging platform, a podcasting platform, audio editing, you name it anything big but when you start thinking about it it still starts with you and your thoughts and it's very easy to get lost in those thoughts get lost in the research get overwhelmed possibly even depressed and downtrodden and never do And that brings into line one of my favorite Buddhist sayings. Be not afraid of going slowly. Be only afraid of standing still. And my point is, it doesn't matter how lofty the goal is for the project, where you want to take it when you eventually get there, We all want our projects to do everything we envision, but we have to be rational. They're not going to do it all on release candidate one. And to those of us, or to those of you, well, to those of us who are listening, who are artists when it comes to our programs, we want it to do it all the first time out. We want to show our entire vision because unless we can show the masterpiece we don't want to show any of it. Unfortunately when it comes to the art of software development and design it's not like a painting. You can't wait until the canvas is finished before you show the first corner. You have to show that outline. You have to show the first draft and the rough drafts and the rough drafts and the rough drafts. You don't get to wait until it's perfect before you release it. If we did, <laughs> let's be honest, none of us would ever release anything. I 
I've been working on numerous projects and one of them is an online media browser that is called Alacast. And anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I've been working on version 2 for a long time. But I've also continued tweaking version 1. And I've been tweaking version 1 for the last year. And when I started version 1, I never even intended on anyone seeing it. It started out as a little tiny TCSH script, turned into a Perl script, turned into a PHP script, and is now becoming either a Clutter or a Zool Runner application, which will run on the desktop, and it's a completely different application. The only thing it shares in common with the original website and corresponding scripts is its name. And I recently had to face that I had to, again, draw a line. I had to say, I'm done touching version 1. It's said, it's done. I'm not doing anything more on it. If I think of a feature I want to implement, then start working on the code to make sure that that's in version 2. Or will be. If I find a bug, then make sure that bug doesn't show up in version 2. But I'm not allowing myself to add any more code to version 1. And that's incredibly hard to do. Especially now with the source control and revision control systems we have available to us. It's so incredible and tempting to create another branch and work on perfecting this, work on perfecting that. And we can quickly lose ourselves and never really see our visions come true. So we have to draw a line and stop perfecting the old and say, here's where the new starts and force ourselves often to go forward with that. Which also brings me to a related topic involving other projects that I've been working on. Actually involving all the projects that I've been working on. There are artists who program. There are programmers who program and there are engineers who program. I've noticed the engineers tend to follow to the T and I'm just using engineers because I need a category. But they tend to be one taught in school. They follow best practices to a T. They think very much inside the box make sure to use a module if it's available as opposed to even necessarily understanding what the module does. You may not even want to know what the library or module does. And then there's the hackers or the artists. Where I don't want to use an engine that does this because I want to know how it's done. I don't want to wait for the library to get better to make that feature better. 
Now that's one of the great things about open source. You can use an open source module or library. And if you want to make a feature of your program better that relies on that library, you can improve the library, contribute back, and then get back to your major project. But when it gets down to it, programming is about creating the vision that you have in your mind, and that includes how you create it. Best practices, advice, how-tos, books, coding standards, coding practices, coding rules. I don't care what arrogant SOB it comes from. I don't care how intelligent they are or how inferior you may feel towards them. Program your project your way. And if someone has something negative to say about your code, who cares? At one point, they wrote code just as ugly. Chances are there are areas in development that they create things just as horrid. I hear programmers all day long spouting off on how this code isn't object-oriented enough or doesn't follow this or that, that best practice. But if I go and look at their CSS, it's a template they grabbed from someone because they can't design themselves out of a box. Am I faulting them for that? No. But I'm faulting them for attacking other people's code. If someone programs a website and it looks hacked together, tossed together, whether it's in PHP, Perl, Python, whether it's in buggy C, I don't care. I'm blissfully happy to see that someone has grabbed the passion of programming and started to do it. Has started to make the computer do what they want for themselves. And PHP, for example, is a community where this happens a lot in. Because it does give you the power to do things in a very proper, object-oriented, and even aspect-oriented programming approach. However, it also allows you to write mangled scripts of include HTML and, well, the code's not beautiful. At least not from a purely pragmatic perspective of the program. But from the perspective that someone's created something new, put something out in the world, and shared their code, attacking it for whatever reason, it doesn't encourage the programmer, it doesn't improve the community, it reflects poorly on PHP. I see it a lot in the Python community, 
and it can quite frankly disgust me. The only place I don't see it is in the Pearl and Sea communities. That's because it's quite often embraced that there are a million ways to do anything the right or the wrong way. And it's seen that doing something one way is beautiful by a group of people, but doing it a completely different way is beautiful to a different group of people. I don't write obfuscated code, I write very verbose code to some and to others it's overly tight and overly clean. Which was a problem I was having. When I became disabled due to my neuromuscular disease, I lost my job as a full-time programmer. And needless to say, when I did so, as firing someone for being disabled would have been illegal, they did what they had to to make it appear that it wasn't my disability they were firing me for. Now, I'll be the first to admit my productivity had gone to the point where I was no longer programming at a productive level. But it was as a result, a direct result of my disease and what it was and has continued to do to my body and how it limits my abilities. And I'll admit that, yes, I was not able to professionally program then. And as a full-time professional programmer now, no, I'm not able to. I can do freelance projects and open source programming, some days being more productive than anyone I've ever met. Other days, I'm in too much pain to even write a single if end if in a C file or a header file. I have an idea come to mind. There are days when I can't even write a to-do to remind myself to do what it is I've just thought of. But they can't fire you for that. So in the process of them finding a way to fire me, Well, things were done that shouldn't have been, and I came away poorly affected. So when I got back in open source development, my core focus has been trying to make sure that my programming would stand up to anyone's scrutiny. And that's completely impossible. It's cliche, but you can't please everyone all the time. And it's true. 
just as with any art, Jackson Pollock, Da Vinci, Einstein, Sylvia Plath, there are those that will say that's not art. The books that Darwin wrote, which are coming up on their 200th anniversary next year. Is there art there? I believe so. Read Voyage of the Beagle and tell me there's not art in those words. There's not art in what he saw. Was he an artist? Yes. He was many other things, but he was an artist. Did he impress and amaze people? Yes. Did he do so to everyone? No. God no. Did Galileo? No. Did Da Vinci? No. Does Linus Torvalds? No. Does Richard Stallman? No. Can you? Can I? No. There's a time when I've had to face, and we all have to face, that you have to stop looking at the canvas and planning and preparing. And you have to draw the line. You have to write the line. Whether it starts with less than question mark or less than question mark PHP, an argument I would love to hear your comments on. Whether it starts with int main, whether it starts with in end if and checks for header files. Or whether it starts with a simple hash bang and the line to the interpreter of the script. There comes a time when no matter what you're doing, you have to stop getting ready for it. You have to stop making it better. You have to stop hoping it'll be perfect comes a time to draw the line. So whatever you're planning on working on, whatever you're perfecting and editing, whatever you're creating in your mind, stop. Right now. Stop creating it in your mind. And make it Draw the line. Start creating. Start releasing. And do it because you know what it will become, what it can become. And those that have things to contribute will do so by giving back code. Not by telling you, you shouldn't have programmed it this way. 
You shouldn't have done it this way. Or your program's rotten. The code's rotten. That isn't feedback worth listening to. Anyone who can see your vision of what you want your program, your project, your artwork to be, they'll contribute the same way you did. By drawing a line. This was all inspired by my decision to make very big changes in my biggest project, my game. I've been working with an engine called Radium. It's a very wonderful, easy to use engine. It uses a lot of open source libraries, platform independent. But, there's a lot of stuff it doesn't do. For example, I spent five days trying to get a character to walk animated. Not gonna happen. I already know how to do that in SDL. Simple direct media layer. I can do it using Perl, using C, or using Gombas. Gompas is the equivalent of Visual Basic for Linux. Who knows? I may write my game using that. I also know how to do the same using the OpenGL and the STL framework for Mono. Yes, Mono using C Sharp. I know how to do 3D development. My game is still being developed using Radium because, I, as I mentioned, I can contribute back to the libraries, contribute to Radium itself, which is what I'm doing. But I had to stop planning. I had to stop preparing for it to be ready. And I had to start making my game. And so I have. I have a menu screen with five menu entries. The exit and the credit screen both work. What the other three are, I'm not going to tell you. But they don't quite work. I'm working on a website with a hint at the storyline. Which is far too complex to explain in this edition of Expressive Programming. But I had to draw the line and just start making the game. And so I have. I've also had to do the same with expressive programming. I've been working on trying to make it exactly what I want. And every time I attempt to, I end up with something that's completely academic, boring, and loses all of its expression. I will be producing expressive programming with a higher level of frequency. 
I will also be releasing a second podcast focused on science and the scientific development. This will be purely a Hacker Public Radio series. And again, special thanks to Enigma for your continued support in expressive programming and everything that goes on with Hacker Public Radio, including the amazing community that's revolved around it. A special thanks to the wonderful people involved with PHP Women and to all my friends on Twitter, especially the podcasters and authors, and to all the creatives I've met, even the doctors who are creative, to those whose voices have contributed to the show that you haven't even heard them yet. I've been trying to perfect it. And I had to draw the line. It's not going to be perfect. But episode 6. Well. Like I said. I had to draw the line. hope all are doing well in this season of snow and ice or sun and shine depending on your hemisphere I hope you're healthy happy and I hope this finds you ready to draw the line and then step over it and do it get out of your head into your IDE and make it happen. Until next time, happy hacking! I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Expressive Programming. If you'd like more information about me, my projects, my podcasts, or anything else, please feel free to visit my website at ubersheekgeekchick.com. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please feel free to email me at feedback at ubersheekgeekchick.com. Warning, I'm flaky and I suck at email. I'm also a member of the phpwomen.org community. It's a wonderful place. Any women involved in development, please join us there. Also, another wonderful community that I'm involved in is devchicks.com. All development principles are welcome. Please come along. And lastly, I'm a proud member of both linuxchick.com, that's chick, C-H-I-C, and linuxchicks.org, that's C-H-I-X. And there you'll find opinions and topics and anything you could want so any women out there please you're not alone come join us lastly i'm on identica twitter and on irc freenode server as uberchick feel free to hop in say hi find me in a room p 
PM me and I'll probably block you. Other than that, until next time, express yourself. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.